So video is also becoming pretty big on Pinterest, like all social platforms. It's very easy to create smaller videos. So if you do like Reels or TikToks, you can easily repurpose those right to Pinterest because they're already the perfect size. You just put them on Pinterest, you keyword the title and keyword the description. So you wouldn't use like a caption like you would use on Instagram. You'll use an actual keyword description that describes what the video is about. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 123 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, we meet Presh Rogers. If you're a business owner who thinks Pinterest is only for recipes and DIY inspiration, Listen up because Presh is about to blow your mind. As a Pinterest strategist, she helps coaches, service providers, and content creators use Pinterest to get more eyes on their work and grow their email lists with and without Pinterest ads. During our conversation, Presh walks us through how we can repurpose our existing content for Pinterest. She also walks us through a workflow for posting on Pinterest, the best images to use, keywords, titles, and so much more about the platform. Before we hear the rest of Precious' episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes or anywhere you're listening to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so amazing stories like Precious can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. The She's Off-Script podcast also has a membership community to help you launch and grow your business with resources and coaching. Join our Boss Offscript community today by going to sewaajpelly.com forward slash community. With that, let's go off script with Pinterest strategist, Presh Rogers. Presh Rogers, welcome to She's Off Script. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So for anyone who hasn't heard of you, could you share who you are and what you do? Sure. Hey guys, so I'm Presh and I am the Pinterest badass. Some people say marketing expert, but I find that a little bit boring and I like to spice things up all the time. So I say badass and I do both Pinterest marketing and Pinterest ads for coaches, service providers, and content creators who are ready to basically pimp Pinterest to get more eyes on their content and grow their email list with action takers. So to overall skyrocket their visibility. Hmm. So how did you get into using Pinterest for business leads and traffic? So I started out as a virtual assistant in 2019, and I didn't know anything about this whole online space. I knew nothing about Pinterest marketing. I was more into Instagram at the time, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a VA, maybe do some social media. And then the course that I took introduced me to Pinterest marketing. And like most people, I was like, wait, people pay people to like do pinning for them. <laughs> like, Because I had the mindset that most people have is that Pinterest is like recipes and, you know, travel inspiration, home decor and all that stuff and DIY. Same. And that's what I use it for. So I'm hoping to learn some tricks we from know you. know, <laughs> as a user and not as a business. So when I started understanding how it is as a business, it's like, oh my God, because for some reason, it's so funny to me now, but for some reason, people fail to realize Pinterest is a search engine. And it's like, but you go there to search for things and they're like, oh yeah, right. Because we think search engine, we think Google, but Google, YouTube, Pinterest, they're all search engines. And you go there with a solution or with a problem looking for a solution. Or for Pinterest, you might be looking for a solution or looking for inspiration. 
So when it comes to using it as a business, it starts to make sense because one, I think a lot of our, like this generation, millennials especially, we're very visual. So we're naturally going to look on Pinterest for something. So if we're on there looking for anything, even though you might not think it's going to be visual because it's a visual platform, you're going to like just search there anyway. So it's definitely a be- like a great place to be. And I've learned that myself. And it took, I probably niched down into Pinterest in August of 2019. So it's been over a year now and I completely love it. It's been great for helping me to grow my email list, grow my business, learn how to get more leads. And I love teaching people to do the same. So you mentioned that you're working with coaches and service providers. And it, it gives me pause because if the everyday user already has the mindset of I'm going to Pinterest to get recipes and home decor ideas. Is there a subset of users who also sees Pinterest as a place to go and get, I don't know, business coaching advice? Yes, because I think we have to also think about how do people outside of the online space look at Instagram? They look at it as a place to put their food pictures, their life pictures. They don't think of it as a place for marketing their business. But we know that it's definitely a place for marketing your business now. And the same thing goes for Pinterest. Yes, there might be a subset of people who go there naturally for finding recipes. But there's also people that I go there all the time. I found my um, actual Pinterest mentor from finding her freebie on Pinterest, getting on her email list, finding out about her Facebook group, then joining her course um, coaching program. And that started from Pinterest. I found another coach from their podcast and that started from Pinterest because I naturally am going to search there for what I'm looking for. And for my searches, it's going to be business related. Got it. So what strategies would you recommend for business owners who are just starting out to use Pinterest? So if you're just starting out, depending on if you're like a coach or a service provider or a content creator, so like a course creator, you have to, of course, have content that you can put on the platform. So that means your content can come in many different forms. A lot of people get holed up thinking blog content or written content. And for me, it's not. it does not have to be a traditional blog. So for example, if you do podcasts, if you have video content, all those things can go on your website and you can then post those things to Pinterest to drive traffic to. So the first thing is definitely making sure you have the content that can go on Pinterest. And that's just with anything where you're building content out, thinking how you can use it across all your platforms and repurposing it is very key when it comes to all networks. That's like the first thing is, do you have the content? Do you have content that you can put on your website that you can actually drive traffic to? That's more than just like your freebie or your opt-in. And then after that, it's usually breaking down, getting a workflow together, understanding how Pinterest actually works, understanding why you want to use the platform because you can want to use the platform for different reasons. And because Pinterest is a top of funnel platform, so that means this is where a lot of new people are going to find you. And that's like the best thing about Pinterest is that it's cold traffic. So you... As a business, we always want new eyes on our content. And because of that, you have to create content for Pinterest that is made for cold traffic. So I like to use the example, if I'm on Instagram and I tell my audience about a free offer or a free PDF in my in my bio, it might just be a link. They just give me their email address. That's it. But on Pinterest, I'm going to make a whole landing page that actually is made for someone who does not know me, does not know what this offer is about so that they can see it's what they need and what they want and be willing to give me their email address. 
Wow, that was that was a lot. So let's break some of it down. So you talked about it being a visual platform. So what kinds of images and videos perform the best and will help to drive people onto our website? So it depends on your audience. One thing about Pinterest is really big on testing things out. So when you are creating pin images for Pinterest, you want to make sure that you're using certain words on the image that are keywords. And keywords, because of the fact that it is a search engine, so that you want to make sure your content is being found. And then that the content has keywords that are that's going to catch someone's attention. Because if you're scrolling down Pinterest and you're, it's just a picture and it doesn't say anything about it because you're not a recipe or a food blogger or something like that with a picture of a food, like piece of food, you want to make sure your picture actually says what your content is about using specific keywords. So video is also becoming pretty big on Pinterest, like all social platforms. It's very easy to create smaller videos. So if you do like Reels or TikToks, you can easily repurpose those right to Pinterest because they're already the perfect size. You just put them on Pinterest, you keyword the title and keyword the description. So you wouldn't use like a caption like you would use on Instagram. You'll use an actual keyword description that describes what the video is about. So once again, that is using keywords that people are actually going to search for and not just like a witty caption because that's not really what matters on Pinterest because people are not going to see that until after they click on the pin itself. And then you can also use um, shorter videos You can do a video between four seconds and 15 minutes, but because it's Pinterest and it's still new to video, usually I recommend no more than one or two minutes. And if you have a longer video, make it more like a teaser or a clip that's enticing to get people to go to the rest of the video. Got it. So you've mentioned keywords a lot. What tool are you using to find the right keywords? And I know oftentimes it goes back to Who's your ideal audience and what are they looking for? But how do we go about finding those keywords? So funny enough, because Pinterest is a search engine, it's actually best to start on Pinterest. So if you are going on Pinterest, you will use the search bar to see what what comes up when you type in a search word that is related to your content. And the main thing is thinking about your audience and what they will actually type into a search bar. So You know, if you're like a financial coach, they might not type in financial coach. They might type in what their problem is. You know, they want to save money. They want to learn how to budget. So you will type in those keywords. Like budget template or something. Like you got to think like, okay, what are they, where are they in their journey to maybe need a financial coach? But right now they're just thinking like, I just need this template or I need this spreadsheet or I need to just learn something, you know, how to learn how to manage my finances better. And so when you're typing those in, you can see it'll usually have a Dropbox and you can see any of the popular key terms um, popping up there. In the actual search results, you can look at other people's pin images, see what keywords are across are showing up more often on theirs, look at their descriptions to find other keywords. So these are just the basic ways to kind of see. And when you're when you're doing that, typing in those keywords, see if your content will actually fit into those keywords. Because you might type in something like financial spreadsheet and you see types of spreadsheets that doesn't align with your type of spreadsheet or your business or something like that, for example. So you want to make sure that if you're going to use those keywords, you want your content actually to make sense in those searches because you know that people are searching for your content in that particular search. 
You can also use, I use keywords everywhere. That's a Chrome extension. And it's really good because if you type in anything in Google or YouTube, it'll give you very related keywords. And I like to use those to kind of like either get ideas or inspiration for keywords that I might even think of and then try to type them into Pinterest and see what's happening, what's coming up. Okay. So at this point, I'm sure there are some business owners listening who are thinking, I can't handle another platform. I'm already, you know, not as consistent as I hope to be on YouTube, on, on Instagram. How do I even incorporate another one? But could you speak to the payoff maybe of investing time on Pinterest versus investing time on Instagram? And then also, do you have any processes and systems that business owners can use to automate or make it a little bit easier to incorporate Pinterest? Yes, absolutely. People usually, that's like the first thing that's like time. But the thing about Pinterest is Pinterest is a very long game and it's a long turn, turn on investment. So one thing I love to bring up is that a pin on Pinterest lasts basically forever. It's on a platform. People can always find it through a search. And Pinterest has a lifespan. Usually a pin has a lifespan of at least three and a half months, meaning that it gets to its peak at three and a half months and it's still going to keep going from there. There is nothing that you're going to put on Instagram, Facebook that is going to be able to last that long. Something you put last week, people have already forgot about. They're not going to see it again. It's done unless they go through your page. Whereas on Pinterest, all they have to do is search in the search bar. And if you posted something four years ago, it still can come up. So it's very well known that even if you as a user go on Pinterest and search for something, you found something from two, three years ago that is still relevant because it's evergreen. And can you imagine your content, your free offer, your evergreen course still being found three years from now because it's still something that's relevant to someone in that space in their journey. So that's why I think Pinterest is definitely worth it. It does take some time in the beginning and it does require you to be consistent, but it's something that's always going to be the gift that keeps on giving even without you having to do any engagement. You don't have to comment. You don't have to show up on the platform often. You don't have to do all the extra stuff that you have to do on these other social, actual social media platforms. Okay. Well, so far that's sounding good. (laughs) That's sounding good. So the next part was, all right, so now that you've convinced me, what are some tools and some processes that I can put in place to make it easier for me to adopt it? Yeah. So one of my favorite tools is Tailwind. So Tailwind is basically used to schedule out your pins to batch your pins. So for me, I usually batch about one or two months of pins at a time to go out for the next two months so that I don't have to worry about pinning every single day. I don't manually pin very often. If I manually pin, it's other people's content that's related or complementary to my content. So I'm pinning about Pinterest stuff. I might pin some Facebook stuff, some Instagram stuff because that's related to my audience that they can find useful. I wouldn't pin like recipes or something like that because I'm using it as a business and I'm thinking about my audience that's going to follow me as a business. So using Tailwind allows me to make sure my content is going out consistently. And then I will manually pin every now and again when I'm just on the platform. And it also, if you use Tailwind, if you have like content that is evergreen that you want to continue to send out often, like every maybe 
two or three times a year, you can use their smart loops and it will automatically send that content back out every year. However many times you set it up to do that. So it really saves you a lot of time if you have like something that you know is evergreen, it's something that people can find useful. Maybe it's seasonal. Like if you have like right now, a lot of Valentine's Day stuff is going out. So if you created Valentine's Day stuff for for whatever reason, <laughs> maybe couples therapy type of stuff, you can still have that going out around like December through January automatically from Tailwind without having to think about it because that content is still relevant. So Tailwind is definitely what I suggest using to help you save time. It's very efficient and tells you the best time to um, most optimized times to um, post your pins. And it's very, really good to keep you ahead of things and not having to think too much about what am I pinning today? Wow. So when you mentioned that you prepare two months of content in advance, my eye, my eyebrows went up because yeah, that, I, that sounds like a lot, um, at least to me. It, so it, I would say is, it is. It is. I usually recommend about a month at least of content. I just do more because I don't pin as much as some people do. And I'm just a big batcher in general. Like even with my Instagram stuff, I batch like three months of content at a time. At a time. It's, it's like a long, week-long process, but it's like, I know it's done. If there it is. <laughs> so, but usually about a month of content is, is doable in about a day or two, if, if that long. So what is your Pinterest batching process then? And does that include repurposing from other platforms as well? So my process is kind of, I have a workflow over the course of a week. So every week I do something. So basically my, I have a main piece of content, which I suggest everyone starts, start with. So depending on what your main piece of content is for your creating creative process, mine is videos. So I do, I do IGTV videos and then I have those turn into blog posts. They're turning into reels and TikToks and all that stuff. And all those pieces of content are then put onto Pinterest. But when I'm setting up my workflow, I'm creating like the pin titles, the pin descriptions, everything at that one time, that one week. So then the next week, I might focus on creating the pin images. Then the next week, the actual batching process of putting it on Tailwind. So it is a process, but once you have that workflow going, I usually spend maybe one to two hours a week, four to six hours a month on Pinterest. Interesting. And that sounds like a good payoff or a good return on the time spent. Yeah. I, I like everybody has a different process, but I like splitting up exactly what I'm doing instead of like, okay, I'm gonna do this one video and do everything like the video, the captions, the pins. I rather just do like planning, then creating the content, then actually bashing, and then be like, okay, I'm done. So what does consistency look like on Pinterest then? How often should you be pinning? So it depends on the person and the business and what your audience is actually relating to because everybody tactics are different. So I like to say how many times you pin per day is a, is a tactic. It's a part of your strategy, but it is a tactic. So it can be anywhere from five times to 20 times. Some people pin more. Wow. Because, a day. Yeah. Because Pinterest has changed a lot from what it used to be. Like people used to pin like 30 to 40 pins a day. I do not. <laughs> what are they pinning? <laughs> is this all original content? That's the thing. They used to pin a lot of other people's content and then and because Pinterest has changed, especially for businesses that they tell you, because you are using it as, as a business, you should be pinning more of like most of your content in general, because you want to drive traffic to your content. It's, you want to create traffic for your content and not like 
for other people's content. So that way, I always say, depending on how much content you're creating a month for your business, you should be able to pin anywhere from five to 20 pins a day. And the thing about that is that it's because Pinterest revolves about having like boards, you're not pinning 20 new pieces of content a day. So that's the, that's the difference. So if I break it down to like, if I'm pinning 300 pins a day, 10 pins, I mean, 300 pins a month, okay, <laughs> 10 pins a day, and then I'm pinning that to like five or six boards that I can do the math and say, okay, this is how many pins I have to create a month. So me, normally I create about 40 pins a month and pin them to about six boards. So that's like 240 pins. And then 60 of those pins will be other people's pins. So I know it's a lot of math. People usually get confused about that. And it requires you thinking through like how many pins you want to actually create. And that's based around how many pieces of content you're creating. And then getting that strategy around the tactics of, okay, if I'm creating this many pieces of content, I'm going to create this many pins per piece of content. And then I'm going to pin this many pins a day. Got it. So once you have your organic process down, like your content creation, and you're already getting some good traffic, how do you supercharge that with ads? I love Pinterest ads. So so I like to say, you know, it's such a new thing. People are still like, wait a minute, Pinterest ads is a thing. And I'm like, yes, you don't have to give Zuckerberg all your money. Like there's other things out here too, guys. (laughs) And it's really good because it's still pretty new. I want to say ads started in like 2015, 2016 on Pinterest. And they've been pushing it much more starting last year because they became publicly traded. So, or I think they became public traded in 2019. So Pinterest ads has been getting bigger and growing even more. And it's the perfect way to do it if you have limited patience or no patience. And I'm not that patient of a person. I like things to move a little bit faster too. And Pinterest organically requires patience because one, it's a search engine. So it's going to take time to index your content and get it found. But if you use ads, which can sometimes be pretty cheap, you can definitely supercharge or accelerate your growth, get your content seen quicker, get a really great turnaround um, and pretty low CPA as well. Mm. So wait, for for us who don't all know the jargon, what does CPA stand for? Cost per action. So say for instance, if you are using Pinterest ads for growing your email list and the average cost might be $2 per email signup, you want to try to get as low as you can. So I have a client right now, her email signup is, I think she, we're at like 85 cent per email signup. So that'll be how much you're, you're paying per someone signing up for your email. And of course, if you have like tripwires or things like that, you can easily get your return on ad spend back. Hmm. And how does that compare to what you may spend on a Facebook ad? I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I, I really don't know Facebook ads. I actually do know she runs Facebook ads. I can't remember what her her Facebook ads cost per action was, but she's pretty happy with her Pinterest ones. The thing is, they can run at the same time. They can actually do well with each other because if someone's on Pinterest, they click on your link, they go to your page, and then they go on Facebook. You can retarget them because your Facebook pixel and your Pinterest tag, which is basically a pixel, are on that platform. So now they're going to get retargeted on Facebook. Same thing. If they're on Facebook, go to something and they go to Pinterest. Now they're going to get retargeted on Pinterest. So it's really good to work together 
And it's not like you have to choose one or the other. But of course, because I am Pinterest ads, I'm going to tell you to choose Pinterest ads. But yes, it's definitely people have to remember lower competition a lot of times because it's still pretty new. And the best thing about Pinterest ads is that once you turn off an ad, it still can get a lot of traction because the pin is still on Pinterest. And it has been saved by people. So more people are naturally going to see it even after the ad has been turned off. So it's going to keep being that gift that keeps on giving. Because, you know, Facebook ads, and once you turn them off, they're done. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, wow. So for any of the business owners listening who feel like they do want to dabble, what is the first thing they should do to get started? With Pinterest ads? With Pinterest in general. Pinterest in general. I like to always say, do your research. So see if your audience is there because people usually ask me like, is my audience on Pinterest? And like the first thing I would suggest is going there and typing in keywords, seeing what's coming up, seeing if you see content like yours, seeing if you think people in your niche there, more than likely then your people are there, they are searching for. And I would say that Pinterest, they released their Pinterest predictions, which usually are eight of 10 of them are like pretty spot on. And one of the things they said was that CEO is the new DIY because the business searches have been so high over the last two years that they can see that that is a place that things are growing because online businesses have grown in general. So that's the first thing. Seeing if your people are there. The second thing is really doing your research and not your research, understanding why you want to use the platform and getting that understanding because you can say, I want sales from it, but now you have to think about even deeper. What are the different steps that's going to take you to get that sale? Because Pinterest is top of funnel. So that means people are entering from Pinterest. But a lot of the times, they're not going to be a direct sale unless you're like an SD seller, Shopify, you actually sell physical products maybe. But as a like a coach or a content creator or a service provider, you might have an actual customer journey that they go through. So I found my coach via Pinterest. And one of the things was that Her customer journey might have been... Her ultimate Pinterest goal might have been she wanted me to join her course. But my journey was that I got on her email list. I joined her Facebook group. I you know, built that know, like, and trust from being in her Facebook group and being on her email list. And then when it was time for her to announce her course, that's when I joined. Because by then, it might have been... I think it was like three, four months later, maybe even longer, six months. By then I had built that know, like, and trust. I like her. You know, she's amazing. I want to join her course. But it didn't go directly to Pinterest and buy her course. Like, so people have to understand you need to know your customer journey. You need to know your funnel and you need to make sure that it's built for cold traffic and figuring out where people come from. Because even when she asked me like, oh, how did you find me? I was like, oh, I was on your email list. But the truth was, I found you from Pinterest. But that's not even my first thought. My first thought is kind of like my last thing, like, oh, I'm on your email list. Right. Oh, gosh. So now for anyone whose interest is really piqued and they may want to work with you, how can we find you? Yes, I am Press Rogers. So P-R-E-S-H-R-O-D-G-E-R-S. On Instagram, that's my favorite platform to hang out with to show off my shenanigans, as I call them. Because, you know, Instagram is engagement. So I like to show up on engagement, show up my stories. And you can definitely find how you can work with me. I have two signature offers, just Pinterest ads. And I also offer a VIB 
B is correct for badass, a VIB day. So if you are looking to get on Pinterest and get started and learn the how, this is definitely for you. Great. Prash, thank you so much. You've given us a lot to think about. Thank you. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Off Script, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Off Script.com. See you on the next one.